Okay, we're in and we're recording, man. This is Justin and Bradley here on Gen X Reverb here on a Friday, Friday, April 28th, 2023. And uh, we thought we would just jump in here since it's been a minute. Um, as usual, per the norm, we don't have a lot of time to sync up schedules with the rest of the cousins, Kenny and Mark. So we're just going to go ahead and jump in and talk about Mandalorian season three, giving some hot Kenny takes Mark, here. The, uh, <laughs> business moguls of Gen X Reverb, the business magnates. The tycoons, <laughs> stock trading, day trading. Those guys are busy making, the, uh, yeah, yeah, making what's, cheddar. Uh, what's the character from the Mandalorian, man? Mando. What's what's his name? Grief Karga. Yeah, the Grief Kargas of Gen X Reverb, man. They're 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 <laughs> wheeling and dealing. They are moving and shaking, man. <laughs> they're building their own separate Navarros right now, man. As we I speak. magistrate chambers. <laughs> I magistrate chambers and high magistrate biz. Uh, oh, you know what? Let's go ahead and just let you know right now, even though if you're a regular listener to the podcast, you already know uh, everything's a spoiler. But for those of you who don't know, we want to go ahead and give you a uh, spoiler alert right here, right now for the Mandalorian <laughs> season three. We wish again, <laughs> we do wish high magistrates Mark and Kenny were here. <laughs> I magistrates Chambers and Booth and Booth to uh to uh weigh in on uh season three. But me and Bradley are about to get after get after this. So all in all, Bradley, just uh episode one to uh eight. There's eight episodes in total, right? Um chapter seventeen through twenty-four. There's eight eight total. What were your thoughts, man? What, what, what's before you get into any details? Let's let's go best out of ten. What'd you give this season out of ten? Mm, that's a hard one, man. Let me think about that. Okay, so this should, season, should I phrase the should I phrase the question differently? No, no, no. The question is perfect. It just I didn't think about that specific question. Um, I'm gonna give this season a probably a. Um, Unfortunately, this one kind of tanked a little bit compared to seasons one and two, respectively. Um, and then let me say this last thing before I give my score. I'm just going to give it a seven. Um, okay. Let, let me let me not say what I was going to say. I'll just give it a square seven. Okay. Yeah, seven. Okay. Man, seven I actually should not have asked that question because now it's kind of hard for me to to gauge what I would like to give the entire season. Oh, man. That's difficult. just shooting from the hip, though, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like it I'm sure the, um, sheriff of of Mos Pelgo. That's just shooting straight from the hip. Thank it through. Thank exactly, it through. man. And I tried to, uh, but I, I don't know. I, I, this is this is a seven for me because of what we'll get into. We'll get into it. Okay, what, what would you give it? Let's go ahead and get a twin powers happening here, man. I'll go ahead and give it a seven as well. Um, and we'll get into why I gave it a seven in just a little bit. But uh, you know what? So so. Listeners, let's set this up for you guys. This is uh, today's Friday. We were actually texting about this today. Me, Bradley, Kenny and Mark. Um, I actually kind of just got visceral 
real quick. I just wanted to just let's start there. Actually, I think that'll be a good a good place to start. Me, okay. I'm actually kind of tired of the Mandalorian. I'm tired of it. Um, that may not mirror the thinking of the majority of the fans out there, or even some of the listeners who are listening. I- I'm tired of the Mandalorian. The the I'm tired of uh, Star Wars is is uh, giving me lethargy. Star Wars is making me tired. It's making me weary. Um, I have all this hope for the franchise and not not necessarily for the franchise in that I have all this hope for the people who work for the franchise, but just for the uh, the IP, the intellectual property to continue on doing good things. And we've already been dished out. Episode seven, episode mm-hmm. eight. In episode nine. And I remember after watching episode nine, man, I was on such a Specifically high. Specifically the theatrical releases, just for the listeners. The, Is that what you're I'm sorry, to? yeah. Uh, the movies, um, The Force Awakens, uh, The Last Jedi, and The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, those three films, I was, I was hyped up about the first film. The second film left me puzzled and irritated. The second film left me discombobulated discombobulated but the third film left me like first of all on a high but then it it was like i came down off of that high pretty fast like only like Mm -hmm. a month or two and and i i remember thinking to myself like man what were we just served up okay what was that you're connecting this yeah to disney's trajectory yeah disney's trajectory exactly great word brad and so I was telling you guys earlier, like Disney and Star Wars, Lucasfilm, Disney does a really excellent job. They're masters at providing us with polish, shine, uh, patina. It looks great. And it it has it has like some natural oldness, oldness, if you will. I don't know. Natural uh, built in. um, I don't know. Just it just looks great. It, It feels great. The films that you watch. But. It's like John Williams soundtrack, uh, the uh, the Last Jedi, or not not the Last Jedi. What what was it? Uh, the Rise of Skywalker soundtrack was so beautiful. It was so Agreed. beautifully and well yeah, well done. Um, the cinematography, man, they did such a great job on the cinematography in that film. Um, especially like on the uh, planet with the uh, the horses where they met the other clone trooper, the other uh, stormtrooper. Excuse me. Um, oh, Jenna. Kef Beer. Yeah, that yeah. that was a confusing situation. But yeah, Kef Beer. The scene the, was. Uh, weird but but the the cinematography no, was no no beautiful. no the, i don't think the scene was weird i think the kef beer being introduced into the star wars galaxy um and that death star 2 landed on that moon is that a moon of indoor or is that a moon with indoor going around something i think it, it anyway. is another moon with with in in the in the indoor system i i don't know who knows okay sorry yes beautiful cinematography anyway, yep so and you can think about, about other scenes and stuff that movie was really long um you know what planet was the uh, okay? What planet was that on? Um, <laughs> Kaji- no, uh, not Kajimi. Um, not Kajimi, but um, where we call it the Diwali dance, where they're doing the Diwali dance. Yeah, I forget what that planet was, but that planet was beautiful. And so they put all this shine and this sugar and sparkle all over it, to where you're just like super excited to see the film, and you see it once, then you go back and see it again, and you might even w- went back and seen it a third or a fourth time because you were so excited, so excited, right? Um, but then again. That fell off, man. I had a dramatic drop. Okay. In like month three, I was just like, no, 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 no. This was counterfeit. This was garbage. 
I did not get what I wanted out of this, out of these three films. I did not get the Luke Skywalker that I wanted. Anyway, see, this rant is long enough because everybody that's listening already yeah, knows they, what I'm talking about. And, yep. So this so, is a well-worn horse. And, and, a well-worn horse. And I'm sorry for taking you guys through that journey that you've already been through before, uh, if not on this podcast, on many other podcasts and many other articles and magazines. Porting it over to The Mandalorian Season 3. Season 1, beautiful. Season 2, we're getting somewhere with Boba Fett. Like, wow, <laughs> who is he's he's alive? Okay, cool. Season three, you guys already know how I felt about Grogu. Not necessary. We don't need him. He doesn't do anything for the story. Um, Ahmed Best, he may be the very best part of this season. Ahmed Best Jedi character may be the very best thing about season three. Oh, okay, so just for clarity, it it sounded like you said at best. So I'm going to say this for the listeners. Ahmed Best. Uh, Ahmed. Ahmed best yeah ahmed best the guy who played jar jar binks yeah he he was recast as a jedi just just to clarify for the listeners okay keep going sorry 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 sorry. twin brother power you're good because i'm talking a lot here so i'm gonna be quiet in here in a second because you're it's gonna be your turn bradley but uh basically with the mandalorian season three we got a bunch of bumbling mandalorians still with this whole creed which i disagree with by the way and I think Din Djarin needs to stop agreeing with. He needs to just say, this is stupid. He needs to agree with the criminal from uh, from season two. Whatever that criminal's name was. I forget his name. But the guy that they broke into the uh, to the uh, to the base. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know who you're talking about. That, yeah. That's that's where he needed to go. It's that trajectory where he goes. Yep. I'm done with this. This is stupid. I'm tired of my head being sweaty all day. Uh, this is dumb. Um. And and Bo-Katan can be like, yep, exactly. That is dumb. You you guys are dumb. I just want to let me help you with that. So then you have these these factions like we don't need any more factions. We know about this already. Just come on. You you Mandalorians and all your arguing and all your your fighting. This is stupid. We're we're not getting anywhere with this. Go ahead, Brett. And I feel like they're doing real world um, analogs like they're talking about real world happenings. I'm not sure exactly what they're trying to talk about, but just basically humans arguing uh, different factions and different religions and political stuff. Um, and they're trying to bring it into to different TV shows. I think that's just the thing that they do. Um, I'm with you, Justin. I don't need that. I'm, I don't watch these TV shows to be taught real life lessons. Um, although do, I do agree, definitely try to influence uh, the more impressionable younger minds uh, in a good direction. I think it, what popped into my head when you were talking about Mandalorian Mando himself, Dinger Jaren is um, his stalwartness, his uh, completing a task until the finish. And I know that sounds funny and it actually kind of is like, Oh, Dinger Jaren is teaching my child to complete a task. You start it, you finish it, boy. Uh, you, it, it doesn't matter Even where this if the task. Can... Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter where this fetch quest takes you. If you got to go to the dumpster and throw that trash out (laughs) to find the broom of destiny to bring it back in to sweep, you will complete the task. I mean, we could think of it as something funny, but really, that's one thing I think I admire about his character. Um, And it is fanatic. Um, That's the only thing. He's a fanatic, man. He's that weird. I don't like. Yeah, it's like it's re- religious fanatics is what this show is saying. And it's like, wait, is this a kind of a political commentary, a religious commentary? Come on, like what? whatever. But it, it's true. Um, before I forget, I will say this, man. Um, one thing that we constantly talk about is the character arcs of all these guys. Um, good writing just does good character arcs, whatever. 
Okay, right. Um, Luke Luke Skywalker got his character arc at his death <laughs> in the very movie that you <laughs> were just talking about. So I'm I'm almost wondering if based on what you were saying, inadvertently Disney is actually writing their own character arc. They're 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 taking the um uh the the Ryan Johnson approach. Just let the past die, let it burn. It's like okay, Disney, are you doing that to yourself inadvertently, not on purpose? Are you with who? With Not them, just Luke, but with who? With themselves, with with what you're saying, the trajectory is this is their character arc as Disney being um wow. Just okay. it, you know what I'm trying to say? The the poeticness of that, like, wow, you guys are not really pleasing the fans like George Lucas did. They're terrible. Um, they're really not good at it. Yeah. They're not good at it. And this is this is aside from, I do want to say this. We have the individuals out there who are Star Wars for life. Like they there's you can only say so much bad about Star Wars, but they're always gonna relax and enjoy it, right? Well, that's right. not me. I'm sorry. I'm I'm a I'm in the band of four guys as a group, that's us. Me solo, that's not me. Get that out of here. I don't want to hear, oh well, you know, eh, it's still Star Wars though. We gotta enjoy it. Nope, no, 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 no. You owe me, Star Wars. You owe me. <laughs> you owe me. You failed with episode eight, or excuse me, seven, eight, and nine. You failed. Oh, okay. And, Devil's and so, Advocate, and, and though. And they're still failing, though, man. Devil's Where Advocate, Where are they though. taking this this season? Where okay. are they taking us? Okay, so it, in their... Okay, we got to debate Devil's this Advocate. correctly. Go ahead. Go ahead. Right? Uh, what is it? May 4th? A star, may the 4th be with you? Is that coming up here in a second? Uh, next week, right? We're mm-hmm, we're uh, mm-hmm. it is April twenty eighth. So yeah, just a couple days. All the hoopla and hullabaloo, and as you said, patina <laughs> that they are shining onto Star Wars right now at Disneyland, Disney World, Bit shining, dude. Yeah. You best believe that nobody does it better than Disney, though, when it comes to live action at the actual parks. Um, so it's a double-edged sword, Justin. I, I agree with you. The theatrical releases, the TV shows, yeah, that's one thing, right? But then at the same time, do you think there's a sad fan in the park right now not not having a great time, and especially when May the 4th comes out? Those tickets are sold out, man. You cannot get into the park. Okay. Um, no, agreed. Agreed. Yeah, they're not there. They're not trying to hear what I... Those fans are not trying to hear what I'm trying to spout right now. Not it's, at all. It's time for libations. It's time for uh, all the sugar nerf, you can muster. Nerf herders and yeah. Yes. <laughs> Galactic Wookiee treats and all that stuff, man. Galactic and I, burgers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just, just any Star Wars thing you can come up with. People are, are basically throwing their paychecks at Disney right now. And I cannot be mad at Disney for that. Right, right, right. So, so I'm not mad at Disney for that. You're correct, Bradley. But, but bring it a square back to <laughs> season three. Right, season three. So we have uh, Gorin Shard squared up. Yeah, let's square us up. Season three. Okay, okay. So These goofy pirates with a uh, uh, piglet or whatever his name is, Mister Smee, Mister Smee, um, um, Quill. Cap- Captain, we're going to get blasted out of the sky. You know. Okay, so the pirate. That's uh, chapter twenty-one. The pirate. Um, the chapter twenty-one. That's correct, man. Also, episode, episode the apostate. Quiet, basically, I think the very first episode of the season, chapter seventeen, we uh-huh. get introduced when he leaves Navarro. Yeah. So what Justin is referring to is the the 
piratiness of it. I think we talked about it in the last podcast. Yeah, that's a, an extreme thumbs down. Thumbs down from me, Bradley. Two thumbs down. Okay. Do do okay. not bring Pirate of the Car- Pirates of the Caribbean. Do not bring the the Hook. softer Captain Hook. Yeah, Captain Hook. Don't bring the softer aspects of Disney into Star Wars, like Winnie the Pooh ish feeling. I don't want any of that uh, childish, uh, which has its place. Get that out of my Star Wars. Basically, like if I have a steak and I have a nice couple of greens on the side, and then you come along and you you splat some coleslaw with raisins in it on top, like you've just ruined my plate. That was Gorian Shard and his, his band. (laughs) Uh, Whatever Quill is, I, uh, I forget what his species is called, but that's what that guy you're talking about is. Um, Yeah. Yeah. uh, And Ugnot, that should be easy enough to remember. So yeah, whoever that guy was, plus the other guys in their snub jets or whatever they're called. Those, those were ugly to me, but that it it they needed an antagonist and I think that was a cheap way to get it. Plus at the same time we are like we already said in the last podcast we've uh, hypothesized hypothesized that Disney is going to make this into a ride at a Galaxy's Edge both in Disney World right. and Disneyland. Yes. I, I, if they don't they're just not doing it and it, it they're setting it up perfectly. So but just real quick show by show let's just run through this as fast as possible without okay. pontificating so much. Um, okay. Chapter the apostate. 17, apostate. I give that one uh, a 10. That one was done successfully. Well, uh, very beautiful, very uh, patina sugar. You know, that's all I care about is just make it look good. And and they did it very nicely. Right. Right. So, and that's something that I think is, is worth us at least stating that that's exactly what I'm talking about. So you care about just the uh, shine and patina, make sure that uh, everything looks good. Cinematography music is good. However, the story and the writing and things making sense, you're you're like, ah, well, Disney Disney has so far they haven't made any sense on a lot of these Star Wars well, things. This one wasn't boring. This one wasn't no, boring. Th- this one was good. Rick Fumiyama, tur- yeah, Rick Fumiyua, he was the one that directed it. John Favreau wrote it. Um, CG on the uh, Tie Fighters, I think that's what this one is, right? Uh, where he goes inside to Man Man uh, Mandalore, and. Uh, Let's see the dinosaur turtle attack. So there's a dinosaur turtle, it says here at the beginning. So that turtle got his innards blown (laughs) straight out by the uh, by the Nabooian starfighter. Starfighter, yeah. The N1 starfighter. That was that was dope. That was beautiful. That was great. Um, I'm I'm there for that. Um, Those Mandalorians couldn't contain that. And that, bro, those Mandalorians should have been able to contain that that uh, turtle dinosaur i don't know man they're too hot and sweaty in their suits going back to what you're saying they couldn't see we need more water <laughs> give us water <laughs> their Please. visors were fogged up man yeah 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 yeah. okay <sighs> okay keep, so, so give us your give your score keep it going fast so go. this one we're gonna go ahead and give this yeah i'll give that one a 10 that, that i loved that first episode um let me see oh so i ig11 thank you welcome back ig11 wonderful stop Glad trying to kill here. everybody yeah, stop trying to kill everybody, even though you did try to kill baby Grogu, Grogu in this episode. Um, I didn't. OK, we'll, we'll talk about IG-11 later on in the future. OK, so episode mm-hmm. 17, the apostate was a good episode. Uh, episode 18. Now, is this the one where they actually go to Mandalore? Let me see here. So uh, he visits Pelimoto. Sorry for yawning on live air here. He goes back to Tatooine. How dare you yawn on this episode of Gen X Rebirth, man? <laughs> I, I think I think that that is deserved for one of these episodes. But anyway, this is where Mark was talking about the race, the Bunta Eve race was going on. The one that Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, Bunta. Oh, yeah. 
though this was this uh even though I agree with Mark, uh, not necessary to have all that in there. I like the fact that they they inter interweaved Boonta Eve, and you saw those car those uh those spaceships racing mm-hmm. at the beginning. That was pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think the CG was great on that, and the fireworks. I think it it uh melded it it blended Star Wars together even more, and it knit it together uh finer. Yeah, yeah. Tight knit. Agreed. Um, yep. j- okay. and this was the episode where he goes, yeah, you're right. He goes to Mandalore, um, and he meets that crazy cyborg dude. Um, and also those white creatures. Um, that was, this was just a weird one, but it was cool to get troll like species. Yeah. He says. Troll like, um, I have to deduct but, a full point for those, whatever I get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Deduct points for them because the Mandalorians would have wiped them clean off that planet. They're Mandalorians for crying out loud. And it's, it was hundreds of millions of Mandalorians. Those things wouldn't have been living on that planet after Mandalorians were living there. Get that mess out of here. And they were fully Something. sentient, too. Well, like, it just was terrible uh, prosthesis, like making it's just like cheapy. It was like, oh, we need some antagonists in this episode that are pre-antagonists to the cyborg. So, um, OK, we'll make this up real quick. And, and it looked yeah, made up. John, hey, Favreau, hey, man, hey, you remember back in the day when we used to watch um, the shows? Remember that with the Cyclops and stuff back in the 60s, bro? Bro, I got some cool looking troll guys here for us. Man. Yeah, that's probably where that came from. Old yeah, 60s dudes. Yeah, there you go. Man. Um, so I'm going to give this one just for the sake of time. I'm going to give this one a I'm going to give it. <clears throat> Man, that CG was just spectacular, especially it was spectacular with the with the uh, cyber cyborg guy. Yeah, that was like realistic in the the suspense. I'm going to deduct that point and give this one a nine. Honestly, you know, what makes me irritated is that that cyborg seemed way too sophisticated and smart to be taken up, taken out like that. What what was that thing doing on the planet? It, that's what annoys me about about this type of stuff is that they don't close it up. They don't seal it up for you. Like in Star Wars episode one, the fish under Naboo that uh, Jar Jar and Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi encountered. We don't question those because they sealed it up. They're just fish in the sea. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, big gigantic fish. Yeah. It's but gone. This thing was so intriguing. It's, it was sentient. And it's just like, ah, well, you just, so you just killed him. OK, so but what was he? Why was he there? What what was to become of him? What was what was his whole plan? Yeah. Like, I want to know. So hopefully and you just. Yeah. You just killed him, and that's it. We're never going to see it, this creature again. What's okay. your score? Yeah, I'm taking points off for the uh, the trolls, and we'll take point. We'll take a point off. Yeah, so I'll I'll give that. That was a good episode. That was that was an entertaining episode. Um, did, uh, did we have a problem with uh, Grogu not having a helmet on or something like that? Wasn't oh, there? Oh, that is a serious. <sighs> I don't know. I can't call this a continuity issue. This is just a physics issue. Like, what's wrong with you guys? Dinja Jaren has to have his helmet on, but then Grogu, eh, no helmet yeah, necessary. I got to deduct a point for that. That was glaring. Okay, I'm down uh, yeah, to they, eight. And they have to explain it, though. Like, if you explain it, then then we're good. But they did no such thing, so I got to give it a seven. So I like how you're doing your point system there, man. Okay. Um, On to uh, episode yeah. 19. Oh, sorry, sorry yeah. go ahead. Nope, 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 go ahead. So 19. Chapter 19, The Convert. Uh, after Dinja Jaren recovers, he and Bo-Katan depart Mandalore. Though Bogotan withholds the Mythosaur's existence from him. Upon returning to uh, Kelavala, where is that? Um, they are attacked by Imperial TIE squads who destroy. Oh, wait, see, I got it mixed up. This is the episode with the TIE fighters, not episode yeah, one. Yeah, this is the episode. Yeah, this episode is where they um, escape the TIE fighters, right? Yeah. 
Uh, episode one was still great, though, by the way, because that that full yeah. uh, Navarro set and everything that that was just a beautiful episode. But this this right here, the Tie Fighters, the CG was done very well. I oh the convert with uh Pershing got you, Doctor Pershing. This here we go. Yeah, here we go. Go ahead, Bradley. Two two pieces of delicious bread with like wilted lettuce in the middle of them, man. Um, and lots of it, iceberg, not even good stuff, not even uh, arugula or kale. Um, th- this is th- that bad illustration, by the way. Who eats bread with lettuce in the middle of it only? But the point being that um, the beginning of the episode was spectacular because of the CGI dogfight that was great. Middle of the episode, as we've discussed on previous episodes, Elliot Kane and Doctor Pershing, so boring. They could have told us that story in five minutes. We still, as we were discussing today in the uh, GXR chart, chat, me, you, Mark, and Kenny, uh, we don't know why she was trying to get Dr. Pershing's mind flayed. They didn't explain that. We don't really care. We just need to know that she is an uprising uh, for the First Order, and she is still um, she's still uh, loyal to the Empire. And also, they gave us, they foreshadowed that with the circus music of the Resistance um it was a theme song over the resistance but that whole middle part was just sleepworthy yeah it was sleepworthy it's like really feloni favreau really are you doing this to us this was so boring such a boring episode and and again not only bored boring but where are we taking this where what is this teaching us um very little um oh man the the, the first order's boiling in the background um we knew that guys we knew that already <laughs> That's already to be assumed. Exactly. They're brewing this, this something episode up. was good on the outsides, man. The front and the back of this episode was really good. They go back to uh, to Mandalore, um, and they or or the Enclave rather on that planet that they're at, where uh, the Mythosaur, or actually not yeah. the Mythosaur, no, 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 the, no. Uh, so, so, so the Mythosaur, yeah, yeah. There you go, because the Mythosaur is on Mandalore, where Dejarin and Bo-Katan both get into the water. They both bathe in the water, and because mm-hmm. he bathed in the water, he's good, he's redeemed. But now, because she bathed in the water, she's welcomed to the Enclave. She is um, also redeemed, right? But so let's talk real quick before we move on to Episode Twenty, uh, Chapter Twenty, which is the fourth episode, the Foundling. Um, I, I, me personally, this is Justin. I'm actually getting tired of the, uh, the boss lady. I'm getting sick of her. It's like, will you stop? Let everybody take the their helmets off. Or, yeah. The armor. Just let everybody take their helmets off. This is dumb. Like, let's just survive. Can we just survive, please? This, this makes no sense. Us having this faction that is ridiculous. This is the way everything is, has to go through her, which is fine. You gotta have a boss. Everybody has to have, you know, has to go through people, but still, um, I, I believe that the uh, efforts, the pains that they go through just to be in existence. No, no. It's like Master Chief from Halo, bro. Take your helmet off, man. You're good. Take it off. And take a shower, too, just to satisfy my desire. Just I yeah. want to smell somebody that smells good, not smelling like feet. Yeah. So uh, look for the sake of time, this episode gets a square four from me. Dr. Pershing and Elliot Kane's whole sauntering around Coruscant uh-huh. to the shipyard and all that good stuff. That just roibled me man so yeah i'm only gonna give this a four so my 18 oh, you gave it a four i'm yeah. gonna go ahead and give that episode a one <laughs> there you go are you keeping track of these let's keep track i'm not of keeping these, track man. of yours uh, i'm keeping track of mine uh, man let me see what do i have here man uh, okay moving forward all right episode what, what are we talking about we're on a uh, chapter 20 the foundling so now uh they're both 
inducted into the uh, Mandalorian Hall of Fame or whatever. Let's see here. Grogu wins a training match. So, yeah, I, I thought that was that when they're fighting and battling and shooting and wasting ammo on the beach. <laughs> I thought that was kind of dumb. And live action Grogu. I'm not here for a live action Grogu. No, man. not at um, all. Go ahead and get Kermit the Frog. Throw him in the trash and just go back to episodes. Uh, the, the prequels, man. Um, yeah. Get, get Yoda looked correct when they did him correct, man. Um. You know, you can keep him live action when he's not doing anything but the jumping. Uh, that that That's terrible. Yeah, but, it was terrible. It definitely was Jim Henson-esque, Muppet-esque. Yeah. Jumping through the air and stuff. There, there, must be, there must be a reason why they can't do it, though. There has to be. I mean, obviously, either time or financial crunches. Um, or do they just not have the technical know-how to make that look good with CG? And who knows, but uh, that, that really didn't rub me the right way. That whole opening scene was just like, this is Comic-Con on a beach somewhere. Like, no, this is cheesy. But anyway, yeah, I didn't like that. Um, I did like how she did forge that little thing for Grogu. Um, she, she's looking out for him. I like how that's weaved throughout all three seasons. That little banglet or whatever we called it. Um, but then Cut it's just, lit. I don't know. Say it again. I just call it a cutlet. It's not called a cutlet. I just feel like saying that. <laughs> a cutlet. But yeah, this is the episode that like was really cool because he had his little trauma thing going on. Basically, the armorer and anybody else who wants to be is Grogu's psychologist, therapist, whatever, insert word for yourself. And Grogu is going through this slow therapy, which as we've said on previous episodes, we did not want to see a show about therapy. But here we are. But we were rewarded with our patients because the therapy season or the therapy session turned into Grogu thinking about Ahmad Best, as was mentioned. So um, he's rescued from the Jedi Temple by a cool Ahmad Best, not the Jar Jar Binks Ahmad Best, which is really awesome. Um, Redemption, as we stated in the previous episode for Ahmad Best as an actual human being living on planet Earth, not in a fictional story. So all that wrapped into one. That was awesome. Um they uh they do that and then i think this is the same is, is this am i on the right episode jedi master Kelly run back and his sympathetic members of the naboo armed forces blah, 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 blah. i'm trying to read while you're talking i'm like wait wait wait, wait, wait. yeah so i the am found link yeah you know it is it is because i remember i told you guys carl weathers is the one who directed this episode uh chapter 20 <laughs> which is the fourth episode and carl weathers was like bro if i get to direct i know what i'm gonna do i'm on my exactly good man <laughs> yeah, how yes, are you I'm, <laughs> How would you like yeah. to come down to the studio? <laughs> Me so excited. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> when I paused, I was like, That's, well, I want to give him a chance to speak, but I know where this is going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, I'm giving this episode, man. Okay. So <sighs> I'm giving it a 10. This is Justin. I'm giving it a 10. Mm. Uh, Carl, Carl, Carl Weathers, has he directed any episodes? This is his, his first episode this season. He did a fantastic job. This was a fantastic episode. Uh, there was a few mess ups. I, I thought. I thought. Uh, um, ah, who's 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 Favreau's character? What's his character? Vizla. I thought Vizla's son would have been totally digested by the time they got to him. <laughs> his best scar. His best scar best... protected him from the digestive juices of yeah. this big bird. But they found Vizla's son. Plus, plus they uh brought back two extra foundlings or three extra foundlings. That was, mm, 
Nah, I didn't need that. Man, send these baby pterodactyls off to their death, death man. Oh, um, those were okay. I'm like, they didn't have any extra human foundlings. Okay, the chicks. Yeah, that's what that's what uh, she said. That's what um, Bogotan told uh, the Bogotan. We have three extra little babies just for you. <laughs> so, so that that amount of cheese that they wrote into there, uh, that better be a payoff for season four. Those better be some some dangerous pterodactyls flying yeah. in the skies, man, written yeah. by some Mandalorians. Bo-Katan better be riding the Mythosaur on episode one of season four. <laughs> they're not, com- I, they're not coming get, out with guns blazing like that, man. I they're saving that for the that. final episode of season four. Okay. If they want to do that, I mean, it's it's just a Mythosaur, guys. Can, can, can they write them already? Yeah. And then, um, and uh, yeah, so those three pterodactyls will be like, you know... <laughs> Yeah, they'll have like missile launchers and stuff on their wings. Cool. All right. So, yeah, I thought that was a great episode. And I'm giving it a 10 simply because uh, Ahmed Best got his redemption. I really am. That's probably not a good reason to give it a 10, but I am. No, it is. Um, It's a good reason, but I can't follow suit. I'm going to give it against my better judgment. I'm going to give it a nine. It's more like a this episode is more like just story wise. uh, I just hate stupid stuff like, oh, we don't have enough fuel in our backpacks, man. Well, then take a ship. Yeah, take a ship. Hey, let's just not fly these dumb backpacks. You know, these backpacks really are dumb, right? Because we have ships everywhere. Hey, so, I'm just saying, man. So take a ship. You're right, Bradley. Take Bogotan's ship. There's good exposition, though. They did explain that, um, how they eat. They all go off onto their own and take off their masks. So that's cool. Anyway, I, and, I'll give. And you get to stay here all by yourself and take your helmet off and be here and we cannot see you and. Uh, what an honor. And then Worf Reptivia, appears out man. of nowhere with the Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> this is an honor. Yeah, that way. No, no, but then Reptevia appears from uh, Fiddler on the Roof singing Tradition, man. Tradition. Tradition. And he takes his helmet off. Oops. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> they just kill him. Okay. Uh, uh, so I give it a, I'll give it a nine. I'm not best made that episode spectacular. 21. There you go. Chapter 21, 21 the, the pirate. pirate. Yeah. So Here we go with this guy again. Let's just so keep had, this super simple for me. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give this. Um, let me see. What what, what happened in this episode? Uh, Shard. The, Ma- the Mandalorians who were part of the uh, other faction, they came together with these silly Mandalorians to go defeat Green <laughs> Shard on Navarro. They got they got housing and stuff on Navarro. I think this episode opened up with the crazy um love love uh affair. Was it the love affair with the uh or, or was that the next episode? I think that's the next episode. So the, the Mandalorians are not united yet. That is Okay, they're not united yet. That is they're what not. the armorer says to Book Ten at the end of the episode, I believe. Okay. They're not united in this episode, but uh, oh, this is the one with Tiva, Carson Tiva, and what's his name from uh, Rebels Saturday Night Live, and uh, yeah, okay, oh yeah, Rebels, yeah, we talked about that already. I think on our previous episode of this podcast, yeah, it was a nice um, little cameo, yeah, from Dave Filoni's yeah, cool. show. Glad, glad you're here, man. You you look cool. You look just like you do in the cartoon. Unfortunately, you don't look like you blend in. But uh, right, so uh, Tiva, that's who you're yeah, talking so, about, Carson Tiva. He so Tiva's over here, like, hey. We have some problems. Give me the go ahead to go out and take out these uh, these pirates. Yeah. And then here comes uh, what's her name? Dr. Perishing's girlfriend. Um, uh, are you sure you want to help out? 
you know, with all that. And, uh, you know, and she did some good acting, by the way. I do want to say that. Yeah. Whatever her name is. She did some good acting in that episode. But still, again, um, I, we're good. We're good on this. And oh, yeah. And by the way, at the very end of the episode, to know that Gideon's ship. He's finding out who Gideon, uh, Gideon is still loose. Oh, yeah. He, he is loose, I should say. He didn't go to his uh, what do you call that? His uh, tribunal or whatever. Mm-hmm. Tribunal. He didn't get he didn't make it. Yeah. And he got freed by people who had Beskar. So that was confusing for a second until we got to the subsequent ep- episodes. So, yeah, that was that was nice suspense. Um, I thought he was about to get taken out by some some ships. I don't know where. So that was a good suspenseful scene where Tiva does, does that. And then basically, excuse me, goodness gracious. Um, going back to uh, Navarro to try to defend the uh, the Mandalorian or the the Navarroans. They get attacked by Shard, mm-hmm. and, and Shard. That that's an. I think the suspense there was pretty good too, because yeah, yeah, yeah just, they got some good suspense. Yeah, I won't, I won't deny that. Yeah, yeah, they just came in there wreck shop. They destroyed my my fantasy Disneyland Galaxy's Edge, my new version of Galaxy's Edge, just like that. Like ah, ah. <laughs> the new Navarro gone in a blink of an eye. Yeah, man, <laughs> no, but it was cool though because it was a nice dogfight with Bo-Katan. Running interference, I guess, or 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 Mandalorian. I don't know. No, who's no, no. Running that's not this episode. You're jumping the gun again. It's okay. So the pirate. Ah, so, they're all blending to me. So bl- all basically, blending. this yeah. episode is just uh, Gorian Shard and his boys come and they hover over Navarro. They th- threaten to take over the city. And uh, oh, Carson Tiva. Okay. Carson Tiva goes all the way to uh, Coruscant to basically ask for permission to get more help. Blah blah blah. This is and they didn't get it. They, didn't they did get not it. get permission. So yeah, that's where we stand at this one. Um. And then at the beginning of the next, let's just go ahead and jump on the next episode. So I'm going to go ahead and give this one a five and the next one gets a five as well. (laughs) Because it's the same episode over and over. It's the, it's two, it's two pirate episodes together. Okay. Pirate episode for me. I'm going to go really quickly with you. Plus five for me. And then, um, episode number 22 guns for hire. Yeah. We discussed that. That's that we're all cameoed out. Christopher Lloyd, Jack Black. And we discussed this on a, on a previous podcast, right? Yeah. So you gave that a five. Yeah, I'm going to give that a three now that I remember. Yeah, yeah. same here. Terrible use of these actors and I, I, actresses. Terrible use. Um, uh, Again, it doesn't surprise me, though, because guess who directed it? She, she serves them up. She, she, it was terrible with the dog episode, the Bryce Dallas Howard dog, dog episode from uh, season one. Season one. Then she lifts us all the way up to the to the sippity top with uh That was in Boba. Book of Boba Fett, yeah. And then she drops us all the way back down on some concrete, man, with uh, <laughs> guns for hire. A completely useless episode that was basically uh, cousin Steph called it. They uh, they filler copied the scene for scene, or not scene for scene, but they copied the um, man. I don't even know what to say. They basically copied iRobot. Oh, I didn't uh, think about that. And they took us back to uh, separatist droids that we could care less about, man. Separate. We don't want to see. Get these droids out of here. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Roger, Roger. I like those guys. But the uh, the ones that the big like ones. Yeah, the big separatist droids. Get out of here, man. Yeah. And then um, whatever chemical that was that they used for their uh, nano droids or whatever it's called. Uh, oh, man, I was asleep. The Fanthe or something. The Banthe. Oh, there you go. Oh, is that what they call it? Yeah. And I it, don't it, even know what you're talking about. Exactly. Stop introducing okay. more lore. It's already complicated enough. Stop with the extra lore. Now somebody's gonna go write more icky stuff about that. Like you're gonna, you're icky, you're gumming up the works here, guys. Yeah, just come up with a better Take, story next what, time. 
take what you have and make it good. Um, Jack Black, you already know I like him as an actor, so, as an inter- entertainer. To the max. The, but that other lady. Yeah, the Lizzo. No, no, Lizzo. no. Jack, I didn't need Jack Black in this episode either, Bradley. I did not need him. I didn't need either of them. I, it's I, like, I, no, I'm with you. I agree. Just you guys Comedians. go be in something that's supposed to be funny. And um, and uh, yeah, I just didn't like this episode. And yes, it was very Alice in Wonder. Alice in Wonderland. Ah, Absolutely. That's what that was. Okay. You know what, man? Mm, the CG was through the roof to me. They made the uh, Plazier 13 or whatever this place is called. They made it look nice. Uh, I like the uh, futuristic, you know, voyaging from one bubble to the next. And, and the way the Mandalorian ships looked when they were battling. I thought that fight scene at the end was stupid and contrived. It's just like uh, I, I woke up on that fight scene. I, I, I had to rewatch the episode. I woke up on that fight scene like, really? Yeah. What are they fighting about now? Yeah. Come on. And then, and also uh, public service service announcement to uh, females, young females out there. Don't think you can beat up men. It's it's this is a service for you. Oh, yeah. It doesn't work like that in real life. Yeah. It, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It, that this is all definitely <laughs> stop. Stop with all this. Look great. You have power. We, you're part of the community and all that stuff. But just stop being so unrealistic. Disney stop. Stop telling women that they can take down full grown men. That doesn't make any sense. Anyway, that, that's an aside. That's, I'm going to give this. That's a three. part of the that's the fantasy part of where it says fantasy on the description. That's part of the fantasy. <laughs> okay. I, I got a three on Plaza 15 episode guns for hire. Are you women fantasizing about kicking a man in the throat? <laughs> well, watch this. Okay. <laughs> episode 23, right. the spies. You gave that a five. You said, right. Or a three or whatever. I gave it a three. No guns for hire. I'm giving that a, a, a three. I think. Okay. But 33. Spies twins, going, the spies. Going back Go to it. the next episode at chapter 23. Which is the seventh episode of season three, The Spies. Moff Gideon is informed by Elia Kane. Okay, actually, that was not a terrible intro. It wasn't no. a terrible intro um, because we have that droid <laughs> from uh, Empire Strikes Back that came down. So that was cool. Um, the fact that Gideon was like, no, 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 I'm going to take them out. That I thought that was good. Okay, here we go. Got some bravado. We, um, then he then he gets together with uh, Brindle Hux. Who is he, Bradley? Is he Hux's he's dad pops, or yeah. uncle? He's Hux's pops. And they actually refer to that, that that's the only reason he even got his job in the First Order in the first place is, is nepotism. They, they talked about that in episode uh, eight, I think. But anyway, go ahead. Okay, there you go. So I <clears> thought it was pretty cool that you can see all these um, conniving, trifling um, Captains and 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 generals in the in the uh, not the first order not yet but sniveling uh, you know. and greasy yeah. greedy yeah exactly they're slipping through fingers man um, they all don't like each other I thought that that was good exposition when they were talking to each other on on the uh, the hollow mm-hmm. and I was like this is nice there they a lot of them don't even like each other but it just shows you that grief Karga is not grief Karga uh, again what's his name uh, Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon, yeah, yeah, there you go. Moff Gideon um, is, he has that, uh, uh, man, I always forget the word, and I always think of Hitler every time I forget the word. What is it called? The crazy person? The that uh, Charisma? Charisma. Charisma. No matter how crazy you are, if you have charisma, you know, you can have a bunch of people follow you. Um, and that's who Moff Gideon is. I want you to a- jump off that cliff because I have charisma. Okay, Moff? <laughs> I have <laughs> So cool. Um, yeah, man. They they uh, I, I, IG twelve is rebuilt. 
I thought that was kind of cool. What are they called? The uh, the little Anzellans. Here you go. That baby. Yeah, that's great. You're going to sell some of those at Disney World, and I'm happy for you, <laughs> Disney. Um, and that's good. No, no, seriously. I'm happy for them. Their sales are going to go up. Little 100%, dude. It, it, can I insert that after episode nine was released, um, I said that, that that was the whole point of the Anzellans on uh, Kajimi. It's just like, get out of here. You guys yeah. are just going for the cutesy boopsy. Go ahead, love man. Sorry. <laughs> cutesy boopsy. Uh, IG-12. IG-12. Is the new, mm-hmm. I, is IG, he's re, the rebuilt version of IG-11. Uh, completely useless. You're, you're worthless, IG-12. <laughs> Grogu doesn't need you. This is just an instrument. <coughs> to make This is just money. an instrument to make money and also to help kids to disobey their parents. If no. kids are watching. No, no, yeah, no, no. no. <laughs> you're right, dude. Jaren, I mean, Grogu, stop. Stop. I oh, come on. Oh, oh man, I that's guess all I, I got to do. That's all yeah. I got to do to daddy is just tell him no 15 times and he'll give up. There you go. <laughs> and that seems like that's our time. 45 minutes has elapsed. So let's jump. Um, so that was a good episode. Uh, Spies. I give that a tabulating seven. I give it a, I give it a seven ish six. I mean, seven ish eight. Um, I do like that we see those Mandalorians on that little uh, little boat, and they're they're uh, you know all sleep deprived and hungry. And is that you, Lady Bogatan? Do you have any In and Out Burger? <laughs> you haven't had a proper meal in fifteen days. Two, two double doubles, <laughs> animal style, please. Uh, honest opinion, that was stupid. I thought that whole thing looked dumb, but um, yeah. I'm yeah. sure they'll probably sell that and some Lego versions of that. And oh yeah, uh, maybe they'll sell some Lego versions of uh, the Black Mandalorians. Uh, yeah. Afro, salt and pepper Afro, salt and pepper Afro. Exactly, a little, little bit of salt and pepper there. So I thought it was pretty cool, and I thought it was the right decision to retcon the the cartoon version of Mandalore, which where everybody was blonde with blue eyes or brown eyes. Mm-hmm. Everybody was white and blonde on Mandalore. So. Uh, on the Mandalorian TV show, it's like, whoa, we equal got all kinds of colors on. Yeah, equal opportunity Mandalorians. Man. Just no Asians and no Hispanics that I saw, or Indians. So we're, we're, they're no, almost I think there. there. <laughs> I think there. I think there was one Asian guy that, or or a woman. Um, oh, if you, if you yeah, look yeah, hard yeah, enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, when they actually were on Navarro, teamed up, eating and chilling. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. I'm just trying to be fair. Right, yeah. We got to retcon that. Get, get, and again. Paz Vizla, man, calm, calm down. And the other guy, the, the British accent guy, Axe calm Wolves. down. Axe and Paz, take a seat. Take a pause, Stop pause. fighting every chance you get. Save that energy for the Empire. Save that energy for uh, these red guys here at the end. Save that energy for Praetorian guards? Bro, what What was that? Yeah, they got what broke off. And, and uh, Grief Karga, excuse me, uh, Moff Gideon specifically asked. For those guards, if you remember during the hollow meeting that you were talking about. By, by the way, they did tease Grand Admiral Thrawn. We're, we're going to need that in season four, by the way. Just just saying, if we don't get Grand Admiral Thrawn in, in season four or theatrical release of Grand Admiral Thrawn, which I think it is coming. Um, yeah, let, let's get There's that gonna going. There's going to be guys. problems. 
There's going to be problems. Okay, so if we don't get Grand Admiral Thon and the Mythosaur, there's going to be problems. Okay, so uh, take a time. Uh, episode final season finale, chapter twenty four, the return. The return. Um, uh, that it just it just didn't live up to my expectations. Um, I was actually, if I could be honest, was looking for Luke Skywalker and some uh, fledgling uh, Jedi's, some uh, younglings, to show up because he showed up in it at the end of episode uh, season two, right? He sensed Grogu then, right? Yeah. So what happened here? Well, he was called by Grogu by that big Jedi artifact. And uh, thank you for answering that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Grogu needs to get back to that artifact and call Luke. <laughs> um, get in the N1 Starfighter and, and light speed over to that planet. Hold up, though. Yeah. Um, I, I was still disappointed, though. I think the I think it was just like, ah, really? Come on. We want to see Jedi's, yeah. dude. Yeah. But anyway, the man, the, 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 to be honest with you, the Mandalorians are not They're They're more hype than they are actually really cool. In my, and my this is just my opinion, guys. This is, may not be your opinion. You know, just dudes flying around with jetpacks and that's um, the Empire or the First Order. They have those guys, too. So, I mean, I don't know what makes them special you know yeah the mandalorians um, they're just bluster pomp and they're circumstance bluster, man yeah. yeah they're pomp and circumstance and it's like and that's just how i feel seriously i am i i i felt like this season was mainly a waste of time mainly and i hate to sound like that i hate to sound like the the old get off my lawn guy today <laughs> um get off my lawn <laughs> eating my day of being oyster skins in peace boy yeah man i mean this it's it's not uh, and for reasons other than what I've already said, which are probably pretty lame reasons, I'm I'm not good at articulating what many others may be articulating right now as we are podcasting and they're on their blogs and stuff mm-hmm. about the season. Well, this probably already been articulated by many uh, news outlets already. How how woeful this season was. How just acts woeful. Acts wolves. <laughs> how acts woeful. Yeah. But yeah, um, so that's that's me and Bradley's take on uh, Mandalor- Mandalorian season three. What's your score? We, my my score for the season? No, for, the, for for the return. Yeah, uh, great graphics, great you know, great all that good stuff. Oh man, just another uh, monologuing enemy named Gideon. He's just a monologuing idiot. You don't know uh, what I was about to do. Uh, he he crushed he crushed the dark saber. Yeah, he crushed it. But for some reason, uh, Bo-Katan's hand is completely fine. Completely fine. Um, Dendajarin, I think, did exactly what we all wanted him to do. Because sometimes we sit there wondering, come on, dude, flush the clones down the toilet. And he just said, oh, is that what happened? I may, I may have dozed off on that part. I mean, man. I say that. He just let the water out, the, the, the pickle juice. He, he let yeah. him die. Um, so those were Gideon's clones. Force sensitive clones. That's what he was trying to do was make his own little Force-sensitive army of clones. Uh, and Dendra Jaren, that's what his uh, service to the galaxy was, was to get rid of that, just nip that in the bud. Oh, he flushed that Force juice down the drain. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Got so, it. Yeah, that was okay. good. Um, I did not like the CG on the turret guns on the ship in the sky, but that's it. The CG for the rest of the episode was, was really well done. Um, TIE Fighters. Go ahead. If I'm being honest, they should have did this before they did episode seven, eight, and nine. Because this would give you, this gives me pause, man. What if? Gives me pause. There there was 12 
clones of of uh, what's his name? Sneak. And they were all force sensitive. What if those what if that was the premise of that? That was the uh, the plot of these episodes, uh, episode eight and nine. Well, that would have been a, a far better plot, I think, going up against uh, force sensitive. Well, of course, evil guys. But that would have required years of co- collaboration and planning. And they did not know about the Mandalorian when episode seven, eight, nine were released. So bingo. Yeah. yeah again, again, stating Star Wars really never knows where they're going. Maybe they probably do now. And I know Kenny and Mark are going to listen to this. And, and most likely. No, 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 not likely. Most definitely set me straight <laughs> when it comes to uh, their favorite franchise. So. Uh, and, and, and I, you know, I love Star Wars, too. I'm just not going to sit here and, and take this this abuse from them, man. This is this is trash. Uh, most of it this season, like rework. Don't rework this, but give us something better than what you've given us. Maloney and Favreau uh, work on just the Mandalorian, by the way. Stop working on any other cartoons and stuff, man. Just chill. Just one project at a time, man. Yeah, I don't really know how much. uh truth there is to how many projects they're working on and what the actual reason is um they're not getting any younger and also i don't know i i don't watch that much tv like to be able to say how often it is that you have you come up with a breakthrough show and you're able to replicate that secret sauce over the next season the season after that and keep going i think it's possible but i don't think it's likely um same thing with uh you know, like a basketball championship. Once you get a team that gets in there, look at the Bucks, man. They got they got grabbed by their scruff <laughs> and tossed out of the cha- uh, the, the playoffs. Uh, buckets, man. Jimmy Bu- Jimmy Buckets <laughs> Butler scruff grabbed their scruff and tossed them, man. And then you know threw some some ointment in there with them. Hey, man, clean clean up and heal up, guys. All right, bye. Yeah. Um, so, you know, replicating greatness I mean, you know is, is difficult to yeah. do is all I'm trying to say. So anyway, with, for the sake and, of time. And last thing I wanted to say, this is Justin here. You yeah, know, uh, it's amazing that I don't want Grogu to show up ever again in any of these future episodes. However, 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 if I was an executive, I would be tasked with making more money. Mm-hmm. And getting more kids to watch the show and, and, and buy more more merchandise. Yeah. So I would get fired immediately if I made that dece- decision. Absolutely. But no, your opinion as a person is 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 valid no matter what it is. And in this case, can I get an amen? I don't want to see any more 50 year old, 51 year old at this point. Uh, we keep calling him baby. He's not a baby, man. He's a re- he's he's messed up mentally. He needs help. Situate him down on on Coruscant with the best therapists and and let him marinate and and uh, stop stop you, you know whatever I don't need any more Grogu me personally I need Yoda so if they're gonna work Grogu into Yoda's position uh, for the next theatrical releases that that hopefully take place uh, with Ray being older etc cetera, etc cetera, Daisy Ridley and comes being back. phased out that'd be nice I, I I want more Daisy Ridley I want more uh, John. Um, oh my goodness! What's his? I want, I want more Boyega. Fame. I want more John. I don't Boyega. even think John Boyega is going to be in any of the new movies. I don't movies, care. Really. My, my, I'm saying what I want. Oh, okay, uh, I love John Boyega, man. He, whoo, I like him. I know a lot of people probably are, are, are do not like John Boyega, but anyway, who cares? I'm getting way off track. Grogu, come back when you know when you learn learn how to talk. Uh, basic, as they call it in the Star Wars galaxy, and when you also can train some Jedi's, man. Um. Let's get this cracking. Let's get the fans what they want, what they should have got with episode seven, eight, and nine. Go ahead and reprogram this bad boy. Reboot it. 
with with Grogu taking Yoda's place and let's go. Um, that that's that's the that's the way to go. That that is the way to please Star Wars fans that are still living and were were little kids when they saw Star Wars in 1978, uh, Empire Strikes Back. You know what I'm saying? That that's what you have to do. And and yeah. me saying that and and I don't I don't get on social media, but I imagine Facebook chat groups and blah blah blah. They've got to be trying to boycott Disney. I, actually, as a matter of fact, Troy showed me one. Like, let's boycott. These are not the real ones. I'm like, guys, you can't stop. You'll Disney. never be able to do that. <laughs> yeah, you'll never be able. You'll never succeed in that. It's too big. But what what they can do is listen to the fans. Listen to them. There's they're they're coming in droves on May the fifth, May the fourth, rather. They're coming. Listen to them. And and, and that's all I'm saying. Is just be smart. As for me, though, I think ultimately, just like I, I've, we've, I've been saying for the last however long, I'm satisfied with the, the, the sequel trilogies. They they please me to the nth degree because they're beautiful to look at. Um, when was the last time you watched one? Um, probably fell asleep to one of. Uh, I think literally. Let me stop lying. I, I think two days ago, I fell asleep to The Force Awakens. Oh, okay, cool. I yeah, I I tried to watch one of those three. I think like two months ago, and I just I was like, nope, turn this off. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, so it, uh, it just shows you where we all are at. But anyway, here you guys yeah. go. Um, let me do this plus eight for my last one. Um, I stopped keeping track, by the way, man. That that's okay. I'll say eight yeah. divided by eight. All right, six point seven five, guys. I think I got pretty pretty close to my initial seven. So six point seven five. So we can assume that mine would probably be like a four point five. <laughs> A four, of a three. Uh, there you go. Thanks for listening, guys. Cool. Thanks for joining yeah, thanks us for this listening. week. Give us your thoughts on uh, Mandalorian Season 3 on the uh, Facebook page. That's the Gen X Reverb Facebook page. Follow us there. Thanks for listening. This is Justin and Bradley. Out. Out. Cool. Old man, get off my lawn. Justin, today, man. <laughs>